hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. And I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts uh, coming up, the things on your mind, uh, memories of the, the past or concerns, you know, things of the future stuff. Uh, it could be physical sensations, you know, something that you're feeling in your body. It could be something emotionally you're experiencing. Whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to distract you from that. And the way I'm do it, yes, I have a nice, uh, safe place here. It's a, set, it's a, set, it's a setting for you in, in, in many, kind of like a place setting. But a seat lay, sit, like a, a all set, a safe place setting. It kind of, uh, maybe we come back to that. Um, you know, it's been, it's probably been two or three years since I talked about, uh, what are those things called that you get at a place setting when you're a kid? Placemat. Uh, so maybe we'll come back to that. Uh, but I'm going to try to make a safe place where you could set aside all the stuff that's keeping you awake. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. I'm going to go off on tangents. I'm not going to make a lot of sense. And when I do, it'll probably be full of nonsense, uh, but well-intentioned nonsense. All uh, to make it easier uh, for you to get go to bed, uh, to make best bedtime the best time, I guess. Uh, that was accidental, but... Uh, to make it less rigorous uh, or less like rigmarole. Uh, is that a kind of pasta? Is there a pasta rigmarole? They say, hey, what'd you bring, lasagna or stuffed shells? Uh, no, I brought some rigmaroles. Oh, I thought you were bringing uh, baked rigmarole. No, I got some rigmaroles and uh, garlic butter ones, of course. And then, yeah, rigmarole. I'm actually in the middle of podcast intro, though, so I can't explain the dishes. Also, I didn't make them. They're imaginary. The Imaginary Potluck, that's another book. Put, put it in the list. Put it in the queue. 4047. The Imaginary Potluck. Uh, every potluck I've gone to, uh, it's been the dish I brought most of the time. Uh, so you see, well, these are Puff the Magic Dragon Puffs. Of course you can't see them. Uh, they live in Honolulu under the sea or wherever it is, wherever Puff the Magic Dragon lives. Anyway, if you're new, let me get you settled here. A couple of things to note. This podcast doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so if you're new, give it a few tries. Honestly, it's it's free and it's here to help, but it doesn't work for everybody. I hope it works for you. So give it a few tries. Maybe the first time you might try to figure it out. Or try to listen to me and see, is he making any sense? And then you'll realize, no, I'm the kind of person that bakes rigmarole. And not to say, well, this is a big moment in the history of rigmaroles. Uh, no, I just, I was running late and I said, hmm, what's in this, uh, what are these biscuits in this tube in the fridge? No, rigmaroles, we'll put them in there. Uh, so the podcast won't make a whole lot of sense. You, you, eventually you might kind of kind of passively consume it. Or actively consume it. You can listen. It's going to take your mind off stuff. It's just not going to over-engage you or be entirely sensible. Uh, so, But it's here to help. It's here. To, I'm here to be your friend in the deep, dark night.
uh, structurally what to expect. The show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show going. Uh, then there's an intro. The intros are about 12 minutes. Uh, of uh, It's a show within a show. Uh, so if you're new, see how it goes. A lot of people who listen to it as part of their wind-down routine. Uh, some listeners uh, fall asleep during the intro. Uh, a few listeners skip it. Like, I'm hearing from more and more people that might listen during the day for a little break. Uh, but the intro is kind of part of the show and uh, also an example of the show. And then in some sense, a, a show within a show. Like, a little bit like a monologue. Except even on TV monologues, they don't usually run 12 minutes, and usually they're, they're, they're you know, they're they're taught. Uh, so that's the intro. Then there's going to be uh, some business between the intro and the story. Then tonight will be story. It'll be our uh, season finale of our episodically serial 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 modular series, uh, uh, the Stand Chronicles, Nuns in Space. And so that'll that'll be, and then there'll be some thank yous at the end. So it's a structure show. You don't. Here's a couple other things you do. It's a podcast you don't need to listen to. As I said, you can kind of just listen to it and see how it goes. And it's also a sleep podcast. It's not really. I say the podcast to put you to sleep, but it's more to be here while you fall asleep, to keep your keep keep you company, to walk at your side as you drift off into dreamland. Uh, so kind of see how it goes and, and uh, yeah, just, just uh, see how it goes. It's uh, it's here to help. But, yeah, I was just thinking about that, a safe place setting. It, it, that's interesting, like a accidental juxtaposition of words that I came across. I said, hmm, a safe place setting. You know, if you're a parent with young children, that might have one uh, meaning to you. Is it means uh, a lot of plastic and round, rounded things. And maybe they have those new bibs. I think they've come out in the last few years. They're like a silicone bib with a trough in it. And the things they could do with the silicone stuff now, it looks like, uh, I don't know, it's interesting. I've seen it on a few kids. Usually they don't. when guests are over, people don't use them. I tell you what, if I'm a guest coming over, go ahead and pull it out. I, I like watching. I say, wow, that thing is, uh, I don't know, I just find it interesting. But that might be one thing that makes up a safe place setting. Some people with, uh, like, parents of six kids, like my parents, might be a table that sets itself or is set by one of the children, ideally the oldest children, Andrew. Yeah, but not, like, uh, they say, oh, did you set the table? I don't really live in, my daughter and I, we don't really set the table. I mean, maybe because there's two of us, uh, this would be maybe this is our version of a safe place setting. Usually, uh, uh, because usually, like, we'll have a salad and then ideally we'll reuse the plates, uh, after the salad for, for our main, you know, our dinner. And I'll just, you know, uh, plate them and then bring the food over plated with a fork. Uh, or you say, well, keep your fork from the salad. And a lot of times, uh, mom, close your ears. We don't drink out of glasses or cups. We just drink straight out of uh, seltzer cans. Uh, or sometimes we'll drink out of glasses. But, uh, yeah, so I guess we like uh, it's less complicated with the two of us play setting. Um, 
So I, but, uh, oh, so safe place setting. It just it thought of it, uh, like you say, well, it's a safe place setting. Come out and sit in. It sounds pretty nice to me. I'd eat, I'd eat there. Or I'd like to exist there. But so they used to have these things. I guess they still do called placemats. I guess they still have them. Because uh, I know Ikea sells them, like rollout ones. That's more of like, it, it seems like a plate guard or something. Like that's something you up, like you put your stuff on. It makes your table look nicer, and I guess maybe it catches some crumbs. And then some restaurants will still have placemats. Usually, everyone will get one, and it'll be kind of like an advertisement for the restaurant, or if it's like a tourist area for local businesses, and it's paper, and maybe it catches you know if you drop some spaghetti on it or something. You know, not that I've done that 8,000 times, but it felt like when I was a kid, placemats were a really big deal, or at least, like, usually the ones I'm picturing in my mind were made from laminated stuff, Uh, so I guess they weren't that big a deal, and they would have designs. I'm trying to think. I know I've thought more about, at some point I was pondering placemats. Yeah, but those, like, uh, brain cells seem to have flittered away. I said, where's the placement material? I thought we had a few minutes of placement so we could talk about. And I guess it's, like, good if you have a tablecloth and a placement, uh, then you have, uh, you got double coverage. Now, at my house growing up, I think we had, I want to say we had two different kitchen tables. We ate in the kitchen, and there were six kids and two adults. And we, like, so three kids on each side of the table, we had benches. And I remember we had a good kitchen table that was, like, whatever, like, coating, like, it, uh, whatever it was, it also had a plastic coating on it. Not, uh, like, in a really easy way. Like, just like if you had a restaurant, they say, okay, get the sponge and wipe that thing off. Uh, I think, in picturing it was, like, a kind of tan with metal legs. But then I want to say at one point we changed over to something a little bit of a darker wood, but that still was very well laminated or whatever they call it, finished uh, or lacquered, uh, so that it was easy to wipe off. And we never, I don't think we used a tablecloth with six kids, but sometimes we did have placemats. I mean, I really should have a permanent placemat in it because then you say, okay, well, that'll do something, and then the tablecloth will do something too. And ideally, this show is a bit like a placemat, like it catches, like like a filtering placemat. We say, okay, well, let, you know, let some of those extra thoughts kind of spill out here. This one has absorbent material. So you could say, okay, I'm thinking about this. Okay, we got room here. Okay, you put too much milk in that bowl. No problem. Got that covered. Okay, yeah, you're, oh, you're losing a meatball. Got it. I got it. Uh Oh, is that bone broth? Uh, oh, it's a vegetable broth. Lovely color there. Oh, yeah, no worries about spilling it. I got it. I'm a placemat. I'm a little placemat, uh, uh, thin and flat. Uh, here, are, I'm a rectangle. I'm also a mat. Uh, uh, when you go and spill something, I'll catch that. How you doing? I'm your placemat. So that's a placemat song or something. I don't know, but it, like, uh, 
Pleased to meet you. What if that was your placemat? That would be pretty handy, actually. Not a sentient placemat, but a placemat that, you know, gave you some, you say, well, I've got a lot of uh, unresolved emotional needs or unrequited ones. And uh, I'd, like them to, I'd like a placemat that could meet some of those emotional needs. You say, okay, sir, I think you're in the wrong store. And I say, well, I thought you were in Switzerland or Sweden or something. I thought that was a more advanced uh, uh, thing. You know, don't, you don't, what do you mean you don't have placemats? I say, hey, how you doing? That would be it. I'm not talking about major needs. You know, just so I say, well, I had a tough day today, eh? Tell me more. And then maybe uh, some passive listening. Tell me about your day. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, hmm. I could sell you this idea totally. Uh, oof. That sounds tough. Oh, not again. Well, you're doing the best you can, right? Uh, but that doesn't, you know, that, that maybe that. Uh, looking good would be another one. I'm with you, even though that would be figured if the placement said, get out there. I'm with you. I'm, you know, I'm the wind at your back. I'm the placement at your table. Maybe singing, like you could turn that on or off, like some pleasant humming. Be-ba-do-boo. You know, a placemat that does that kind of stuff, maybe sings that placemat song. That would be more for a baby or a, a podcaster. That, uh, But, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about placemats. And I guess this podcast tries to be that at bedtime. So I say, hey, it is tough. I'm not even joking. And I know what it's like not to be able to sleep and to toss and turn. And I'd like to help with a little bit of silliness and a little bit of friendship. I'm here to take your mind off stuff and keep you company. Uh, like I said, it doesn't work for everybody, so see how it goes for you. Uh, but I'll be here. So so I'll be here for an hour if you need me. So fall asleep at your leisure. If you're new, give it a few tries. But I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you coming by. And I work very hard and I strive and I yearn to help you fall asleep. Thanks. Uh, hey, are you up all night uh, tossing, turning, mind racing, uh, trouble getting to sleep, trouble uh, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, feelings, uh, physical sensations... Uh, time, temperature, you know, changes. You work the second, you work the second shift, the third shift. You're on a work trip. Someone else is on a work trip. You know, whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to help with that. And what I'm gonna do is I, I'm gonna take this. I'm trying to create a safe place. I'm trying to smooth it and pat it and rub it down and say safe place, just like I was in, uh, you know, Mot- Motown Philly Harmony or something. And I'm going to pat this safe place. See, look, look at how nice it is. Uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, creaky, creaky dull, rustic, rustified tangents, uh, superfluous words, unresolved metaphors, uh, friendly banter. Uh, I'm going to keep you company. And the way I'm going to do it, getting mixed up, that's another one. If you're new, this is your first couple of times you're checking out the show. Welcome. 
Uh, here, have a seat in this nice, convenient, safe place, or stand if you prefer. And cross your arms, uncross them, whatever it is. Roll your shoulders if you wish. That's what I'm doing that. Uh, probably not the best during a, a meet and greet like we're having here. But this is more like a greeting, greet, greet, greet and greet. Great, I wish great rhymed with greet because uh, it would be convenient right this second. But let me tell you, it's great to greet you, new listener. That's what I meant to say. Welcome to Sleep With Me. Podcast a little bit different. So if you're new, I'm going to try to set you up here. But when I try to do that, I usually get I go off topic. So don't try to pay too close attention. Most regular listeners, which is probably like 150,000 people listen multiple times a week, uh, say it took two or three tries. So it took those... those you know, and then there's other people that listen occasionally. So give it a few tries. Uh, see if it helps. But if you uh, try to concentrate, you're welcome to concentrate as much as you want. That's why I'm saying it's great to greet you. The great, what about, have, have I ever told you about the story about the greatest greeter ever? Maybe I'll, maybe I could tell you that at some point soon. Uh, that might even be t- tonight's bedtime story, but, uh. <laughs> I am not the greatest greeter ever, but it's great. What I'm saying is, it's so great to greet you. Uh, but don't try it. You can concentrate on this podcast, but it's more something you kind of consume loosely, somewhere between background noise and a friend who who you you you're trying to follow their story, but only for the key points. But they add way more than the key points. You say how to go with that meeting. And they say, oh, which the meeting this morning? Oh, boy. Well, let me tell you about breakfast first. And you're like, well, I just wanted to know how it went in the meeting, good or bad. But you can't really say that because you're friends. You, so you say, okay, oh, wow, breakfast, frosted flakes, eh? Oh, the frosting was off on your frosted flakes. Oh, you only have frosted, that was frosted full of flake day. Oh, and it reminds you of snowflake. Okay, okay. What about, oh, and then maybe you try to interject. You say, well, that's just what, so, oh, the meeting, though. Oh, yeah, I'm getting to the meeting. But, uh, yeah, then I was, then so then I may put them in a bowl. But then I, I went in another room because I heard I heard that the TV was on. I forgot to turn off the TV. And then I said, or watched a report that said, smiling increases your uh, likelihood to smile by 100%. And I wondered if that, I said, that's new. That's good news, I guess. Is that good news or is that a joke? And then I shut it off. Oh, the meeting, though. Yeah, you were wondering about the meeting at work uh, because then my, so then I drove my car into work and parked as I normally do. We, well, we, you know, I do the car, carpool with uh, everybody in the carpool. Except that Jacob at that day, Jacob was working remotely. And I said, remote, your home, we live in an urban area. It's not remote. You're in a, you're in a very apartment building, Jacob. I'd say if you were on a tundra, that's working remotely. So I don't know if you have any friends like that, but that's what I tend to be like. I just gave you a little sampling. Oh, so I was going to say, uh, don't try to pay too close attention. And so that's one thing. I was, gonna sh- I was trying to be concise right up front. Uh, so uh, here's the structure of the show. That's one thing. So the, it starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep it podcast free. You know, we made, make it uh, twice a week. Uh, so there's that. Um, 
what else was I going to say? I'm already mixed up. So the, oh, it starts off with business, then there's an intro. Uh, intro's a little bit different because usually intros you say, well, what does it take? 30 minutes, 30 seconds, uh, one minute to intro a podcast? Uh, unless it's a really high concept. And I say, well, mine's more of a concept where it seems like uh, somebody's high, not me. And I don't think I'm high-minded. I mean, my brain probably has gotten too much altitude. Uh, but so, what was I going to say? So the intros, they take around 12 minutes. It's, but it's a show within a show. Trust me, if you stick around and get to know it, you'll, you'll know, hey, I love the intro, or I might want to skip the intro. Or like a lot of people, you'll use the intro as the start to your wind-down routine. You brush your teeth. Maybe you'll you know put your socks on, take your socks off, put on your PJs, whatever whatever it is that works. Bring your pets, or you know, like me, Koa, my dog. What she likes to do, she has her dog bed, and usually I let her go to the restroom outside, and then uh, in the, the great natural restroom, and then she comes in, and I say, "Ready for bed?" And then she'll get in bed, and then I'll put a blanket on her and tuck her in. That's part of my wind down. That's her wind down routine, real quick. Oh, but so the intro is like a bit of meandering of me just trying to describe the podcast. It, it's a mi- pi- microcosm, I think, of the podcast. Uh, so it takes a while, but it's part of the show and it's part of the method. But you can skip it if you need to. And uh, skip it right to the story. The, maybe the greatest greeter. I don't know if that'll be a story we tell because I haven't told it yet. But I'm glad you're here. That's one thing. So that's the structure show. So there's the intro, then a little business, then the bedtime story part, which could be just about anything, and then the thank yous. And there's no pressure for you to listen or to fall asleep. You don't have to pay attention to me. I hope I can be just interesting enough to take your mind off stuff, but meandering and harebrained is the way I've been described. And I say harebrained like H-A-I-R or H-A-R-E, because I'll agree with you. Either way, I'm just wondering, just so I can wrap my brain around it, you know, if I'm harebrained, I got to wrap my brain and my mind around this whole harebrained thing. And that's two different things to wrap my mind around, being, you know, hair or hair. And if it's H-A-R-E, I got to probably run after, I got to say, well, I got to go catch that harebrained, harebrained of mine. Uh, so th- that's the structure of the show. Uh, no pressure to listen, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for an hour, whether you're awake or asleep. And uh, the thing is, I make this show all the way to the end because I know there's a small portion of, portion of listeners that are here all the way to the end or people that are temporarily, you know, really up. And I'm going to here to keep you company. Whether you're awake or asleep, I'm here to be at your bedside. It's trying to comfort you. It's trying to be your friend, your boyfriend with friendly banter, as they said. I'm not here to be the greatest greeter of all time. I'm just here to be, you see, well, that was a pretty good greeting you did, uh, Scoots. It was 12 minutes. You could have said, welcome to the store. And they said, well, yeah, they took, They said, can you hand in your smack or, or whatever? And uh, they said, well, I really like this smack. And they said, well, we don't have, actually, our greeters are paid anyway. You can't be a voluntary greeter. And, where'd you, and I said, well, I hope this is a homemade smock. Actually, I own it, uh, so you can't take it back. And they said, well, actually, we own that branding, so technically. And I said, oh, boy. Uh, and I think it was, it, but that was, that's, a, for another, that's a tale for another day, never to be told, except uh, 
to the superior, whatever, when, when, you know, when they call me up and, uh, what was they saying? I'm here to keep you company, to be your friend. Uh, so it's a structure show, no pressure to fall asleep, no pressure to listen. You know, I make this show cause I've been there this week, to be honest, like I've really been baffled around my own sleeping, particularly last night. I had one of those moments, not a super intense moment, but where I didn't want to know. It was too dark. I was wide awake. I woke up. I wasn't sleeping good. Woke up, and I didn't even want to know what time it was unless I said, well, I know it's not raining. I said, maybe maybe the sun's behind like 50 clouds. Uh, but I said, it's, it's so dark that I really don't want to know what time it is because now I'm debating, should I just get up? Like, I was just awake, and I said, well, what in the heck? I mean, I knew why I was awake. I said, well, I got a lot on my mind and stuff, but uh, uh, that's why I make this show is because it'd be nice, uh, I thought, when I first, I said, if if there was someone there to say, hey, uh, it looks like you can't sleep, I'll check what time it is. I won't even tell you. I won't even show you any body language so you could guess, but I'll tell you about the tale of the time I went to buy a clock and I met the greatest greeter. Instead, because I'll be here, because I know you're having trouble. It looks like you're, it looks like the stuff you had. A, I saw you tossing and turning there. Let me tuck you in, just like you tuck in your puppy dog, Kopu. And let me say, I'm here to help, and I'm here to take your mind off of the fact that you don't want to know what time it is, or you don't want to think about this stuff. I'm going to be here to tell you, because I was going to get a clock, uh, and and, and that, that person won't be tell, that imaginary person within my brain won't be telling you the story about the greatest greeter, but I will be. So I make a show because I've been there and I know how it feels, and I really truly believe you deserve a good night's sleep. I work very very hard on the show because uh, I'd like to help you. Uh, I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. Thanks for giving me your time. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, uh, trouble getting to sleep, uh, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. It's Sleep With Me. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, physical sensations it changes in time temperature like I, like when i'm recording this it's right the monday after uh it, it's the monday after that time change thing where they say fall back uh yeah so but but it could be something it could be travel you know it could be you're you're out of town your your partner is out of town whatever's keeping you awake i'd like to take your mind off of that uh what did i almost say my mind but in a different way uh what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use the lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders, uh, changes in uh, tone. My, my tones are a little bit deeper because I did a lot of talking this weekend, and I fell back. I think my voice fell down. They said, well, for, for the next few, for the next, uh, until March, my voice is going to fall down an octave. And I said, terrific. It's extra, you know, creaky dulcet tones, the rich, rich edition. Like, kind of like those Hershey's special dark. Uh, you'd say, okay, yeah, this is the, uh, the creaky dulcet, uh, with a 99% cacao or whatever they have on those labels. It could be labels or something that keep a lot, but, but whatever is keeping you awake, uh, let's, let's label it and unlabel it, uh, 
especially, you know, I made an episode where I, I hung out with a label maker once. Uh, whatever's keeping me awake, I, I'm here to keep you company. That's why I send my voice across the deep dark night. That's why I have pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Uh, that's why I go off topic and t- totally intentionally. And why I say, hey, let me let me give you the freedom. <laughs> why I talk to myself in the third person and say, let me give you the freedom to go off topic whenever you want, scoots. And I say, thanks. Well, I'm going to stay on topic for now. Thank you uh, for throwing that at me because I want to talk to the new listeners here. Uh, if you're new, here's a couple of things to note. This is a podcast you don't need to listen to. And it has also has a super long intro that you don't have to listen to where I explain what the podcast is. Uh, but you're no pressure to listen, no pressure to fall asleep either. It's a sleep podcast that I guess it's not irony. It's a, a deflation of pressure, ideally. You don't need to listen. You don't need to fall asleep. I'm here to keep you company. Uh, while you drift off, uh, kind of like when a mime tries to hold a balloon down. Here's a spo- any kids listening. This might be a spoiler or mime like people that are 100 percent like mime their beliefs. They've suspended all disbelief around mimes. You may want to pa- pause it, but but maybe not. Also, if you have suspended 100 percent of your disbelief, uh, or you have 100 percent like a belief system based on mystical power of mimes. Uh, also, if a lawyer, my lawyer's listening, let's, let's, uh, let's put that book title in the book queue, the mystical power of mimes, a five way method. Maybe I'll just do it as a podcast episode. <laughs> you want extra puns? This would be the, that episode. So hardy, har, har. I, I can't do too long cause it would wake people up. Uh, uh, there probably has been a mime mystic at some point. I guess it would be the object of pro- 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 would it projection, or would it be intention or projection? That would be uh, that's uh, step four. The uh, dyna- d- dynamics of uh, t- whatever I just said, but what, what I was trying to make I was the original metaphor I was going for was uh, was lost in all the other metaphors I came up with. But it was something about, like, uh, when a mime is holding a balloon, this was the spoiler part, but it's, I don't even know anything about uh, the mechanics of miming. That's my, that's, uh, that'll be another book for sure. I'm going to need a, like uh, somebody to write that for me. Uh, but, uh, like, uh, a lot of times their balloons do not have helium in them. I know, mind blown, right? Also, Scooch gets you base your things on facts. Uh, the great, great uh, Eastern Mind Coalition, Mime Coalitions. Uh, I could feel the the uh, I could feel the silent typing going on right now at a non you know invisible typewriter. Okay, enough. Yeah, okay, but so you know, it takes a lot of pressure to keep that imaginary balloon down. I don't know what use that metaphor was, though. I think it was like, uh, oh, you don't need to listen to me. Yeah, there's no pressure to listen or fall asleep because uh, you have your own buoyancy. Ideally, like it's your thoughts that it mime intention. I guess we are getting into the seminar territory, but like of like keeping your thoughts down. You know what I mean? I'm not here to hold your thoughts down. I'm not here to occupy your thoughts. I'm here to be here, to keep chattering, to ideally move on to a more fluid subject uh, so you can drift away, you can float away. 
Because you can see, if you've ever like looked at a mime's uh, uh, forearms and biceps, particularly the mimes that live in my imagination, which may be just a select group, uh, their biceps and forearms, uh, across, across the diversity of mimes that live within my mind, mimes on the mind uh, for 500, Alec. Uh, that's another Jeopardy, one of my favorite Jeopardy categories ever. Uh, they have really good forearms and bias because they're, they're not just, they're not holding, they're palming that balloon and they're creating the pressure within their body, the illusion of pressure, which, uh, like, I don't want to do, I, I guess I want to be here to keep you company. Uh, ideally like a, kind of someone you say, well, I'm not, here's a, here's, let's, let's bring it into a new metaphor here. Some people might say, Scoots, those are a little bit too, co- too close to C-L-O-W-N-S's for me. And so I don't enjoy them. I say, well, what if we went together? Like we went down to the square or to, you know, our city recently. But, you know, we live in that great city that actually created its own mime district, uh, out, the first mime district outside of Paris. And, you know, some people say, well, I don't know, I can't, like, and I say, well, I'll sit here at your side. We'll watch the performance. And, you know, I I won't whisper to you because it would be impolite uh, unless there's a chatter in the crowd. But, you know, I'll, like, I could touch my elbow to yours or or you could be, you could feel my calming presence. Or maybe you could, maybe there's some sort of communication. Maybe we're like, uh, we're boar twins, kind of like boar besties. And I could send out some sympathetic vibrations where you say, oh, wow, suddenly my apprehension around MIMES is uh, in being an entire district, especially as one of the city planners uh, who said, I don't know about this MIME district. I don't know if you say, well, it's the first. That's the key, by the way. So also, you'll have to name it after me, whatever city decides to do that. But please name it after Dear Scooter and not uh, what uh is uh, I'll be there sitting at your side. And you say, well, this is a little bit more soothing. I say, by the way, I have some brie cheese. I have some baguettes, uh, not because they're French themed, just because those are good things to eat in a picnic-like setting. You know, the other, my other favorites is cold fried chicken, of course. So I have that here. And so here's the good thing about cold fried chicken, totally quiet. It's perfect to eat while watching a mime. So is brie because it's a soft cheese. And this is a soft pre-cut baguette. So we're silently here. And in that case, I guess I'd be trying to silently soothe you and keep you company. And you'd say, suddenly, this, uh, the whole thing. And you see, this is a whole new, because we have a district of mimes, I would have never thought of this mime taking this take on mimedom. I had always associated it with this narrow uh, viewpoint of what a mime could be. And now that I'm here, uh, calmly observing, I'm realizing the depth as, as, as she explores uh, the human experience, her own identity, and, you know, the, the cultural zeitgeist uh, through silent body movements. And it's entertaining. And I can sense a story here. Uh, whoa. But, you know, what a new world. Uh, and then you get a text that says, by the way, after four days, uh, we've determined the MIME district is, uh, you know, to, to, not to go too hard into it, but silence is going to descend on it. Uh, uh, I don't think, I think, that, you know, I don't think that's the right pun. But uh, 
You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I took your mind off stuff during that tangent, but it's like I can be here to keep you company. That's the goal of the show. And that was ideally what that metaphor was trying to express is you don't need to listen to me. You don't need to feel pressure to fall asleep. You don't need to understand uh, in this thing, this, this image I'm trying to share with you. You say, well, I don't know. Is it, Why is the person pulling? What are they pulling down from the upper atmosphere? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, uh, it would be cool. I bet you a mime's doing that. Well, it's a satellite. Uh, that mime is repairing satellites and sending, oh, and uh, stroking that planet and smoothing the moon out. Uh, oh, that's amazing. So, uh, I don't know. The podcast is uh, here to keep you company, to take your mind off of stuff. Uh, it, <laughs> normally, I don't go so deep uh, and get lost in my own metaphors, but sometimes I do. And, and it's a, uh, you know, city planners out there, think about it. Think about it. Uh, maybe just, uh, I'm sure there's mime festivals. And I mean, you could, I mean, I don't want to speak for the mimes because I really don't have anything to do with them other than making a bunch of assumptions. Uh, you know, just put up some signs that say, hey, this is the mime district. Uh, Maybe not. Okay, my internal mimes have said, no, we need them. And I said, okay, well, we'll work it out. Uh, oh, wait a second. They're setting up their own. I said, great, I'm going to have a mime district within me, the first prototype. Uh, oh, they just sent me a note. Uh, I think I was watching them write it. It said, please, don't, like, you need to. So something about me being silent. Uh, but in reality, the podcast is here to silence your thoughts or, or give you an alternative story to listen to. That doesn't make a lot of sense, kind of goes off topic and things and uh, keeps you company as you drift off. Because I've been there and I know how it feels uh, at two, three, one in the morning, even at like 1030 when you're trying to get to sleep for something you got to be up for or on a plane or whatever. I'm here to help. Uh, and this is a way I, I can do it. It doesn't work for everybody. It shows a little bit different. Uh, but give it a few tries. That's what almost every listener that is I've heard from says. Hey, it took me two or three tries to understand that, that you're a person with their, is you know an entire district related to mimes, and you really don't know any facts about mimes uh, within you, and that's a real thing. And I respect that, uh, and I'm glad that you could utilize it to, to take my to take my mind off stuff and put me to sleep. Uh, that's a letter I'll be sending myself later. Uh, Dear Scooter, it's me, you, to, to, I was here to talk to you about the recent intro. Uh, thank you. Uh, on behalf, but anyway, I'm here to help. That's what my main thing is. Give it a few tries. See how it goes. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's it. I'm glad you're here. I've worked very hard. I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep, and uh, let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts uh, bubbling up or, you know, on your mind in your mind, around your mind. You know, you, hey, thoughts, I'm, I, I, do you mind? I'm trying to uh, get through, a, like, thoughts, uh, feelings, you know, emotions you're experiencing, 
physical sensations or physical sensations. Uh, whatever's keeping you up, I'd like to take your mind off it. It could be changing schedule, travel, whatever it is. I'm here to help. I'm here to distract you. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use these lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, some pointless meanders, tangents, superfluous dialogue, description, uh, superfluous. You say, well, that's a little, you're heavy on the superfluous. Uh, superb, I wish, I, I don't know if I said this, but I, I like my superfluous to be superb. Superb. Uh, you know, like how many times do you say superb without putting your finger to your lips and doing that kiss thing? Like the, the is that an international symbol for deliciousness? Or just, because uh, it also says okay. It's very similar to the okay symbol, but really you're saying, hmm, uh, uh, delightful, delicious. Superb. Okay, but I'm going to send creaky dulcetones, pointless meanders, tangents. Uh, if you're new, hey, welcome. Uh, here's a couple things right off the bat. I'm glad you're here, and I hope I can help. Uh, but all I ask is you give it a few tries. And actually, that's not all I ask. That's what most listeners say. Hey, it took me a few tries. You can read the reviews. Uh, there's even people that said, well, I didn't like it at first. And then I gave it a few tries. I said, oh, wait a second. <laughs> I don't know if this is something you like or dislike. It's kind of like, uh, oh, hmm. And don't try too hard to make sense of it, because the podcast, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's uh, pretty goofy. And it, like I said, I don't, I, do you hear how many times I do, like, I, I, uh, I do a lot of stuff like that. So I try to consume it loosely. Like, hopefully you're comfortable in bed or you're sitting somewhere comfortable. And, uh, you know, I'm smoothing and patting this uh, safe place, as I always do. More looks like I'm, if you could see me, you'd say, Scooch, are you sure you're not waxing the safe place? And I'd say, actually, I get a new feature in this safe place, a seasonal feature. Because uh, I heard, I think there's something called, like, waxed canvas. So I'm waxing some canvas. A wiggity-wiggity waxing it, by the way, just in case you needed a little uh, a giggle spritz. And it's actually to protect you from the spritz uh, coming in for the season. It's a canvas, waxed canvas tarp that I'm waxing. Scoots, that's car, car, carnauba wax. Don't you use that on cars and not canvas? Yeah, brain. Thanks uh, for telling me that after I purchased it. Uh, this was the only wax they had at the 99 cent store. I mean, the super deluxe, a safe place, a store of excellence where you only get superb products. And actually, I'm already off topic because I was trying to welcome the new listeners. So I'll get back to my wiggity wiggity waxing later. Okay, so don't try to make too too much sense of this podcast. I think I just proved that point accidentally. Is I'm still waxing it, but maybe doing some polishing uh, and some rubbing it down, safe place. Uh, but, uh, so, okay. So don't try to make too so much sense of the podcast. If you're new, here's what to expect structurally. The show starts off with a few minutes of business. Regular listeners know that that's how we keep the show going. Uh, when your hand hits the fridge tomorrow, I'll just say, huh, how does they keep the show going? If you're new, not super important. Thanks for sticking through that. Uh, then there's an intro. The intros are about 12 minutes of me explaining what the podcast is kind of ineffectively or inefficiently. 
Because I'll say, well, let me do what am I in the middle of a podcast intro? Let me stop and uh, look in the. Does this, excuse me, does this 99 cent store have a wax aisle? Oh, what do I need to wax? Great Wow, you, you're you uh, really at the top of your game. Oh, this is an imaginary 99 cent store. Even you know, Maybe then stuff will actually be 99 cents. Like all inclusive 99 cent store. I mean, everything oh, everything is definitely 99 cents at this one. Wow. And you have wax aisle? No, you have wax. Oh, because you say floor. Well, I'm looking for something in the carnuba. Just a beautiful word. Is carnuba wax just for cars? Or uh, do you have any of that wax, uh, like tortoise wax? How about that? Okay. All 99 cents. Excellent. Let me fill up. Let me go get a cart. Actually, I'm in the podcast intro. I got to get back to you. Sorry about that. That's what happens in the intros. I try to make a metaphor for the show. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm shopping. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring you along here. But uh, the, the, this uh, some people say this 99 cent store is wax, uh, whack. Uh, but maybe they meant it's full of wax. Uh, trying to, to, to trying too hard there, Scoots. Well, this is a joke alike. I, I'm not here to give jokes. I'm here to be mildly amusing. Oh, you have an amusements aisle. Do you mind if I move into this 99 cent store? Oh, as with all things in the podcast intro, it's within my brain already. Uh, great. Uh, do me a flavor, favor then, a flavor too. Do not inflate any balloons and say, you know, period. The noise. And I don't need any balloon inflating going on in my, oh, yeah, it's a, my, my, my brain has a he, atmosphere of helium. Oh, well, cool. Oh, hot air and helium. Great. Uh, okay, sorry. So structurally, the, where was I? Oh, you don't need to listen to me. Oh, stru- so then the show starts off with an intro. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Then between the intro and the episode is a little business. And then is uh, tonight it'll be a recap of our serially episodic series, Nuns in Space, The Stand Chronicles. A little look back at kind of the genesis of ideas and, and how it went and stuff like that. And then at the end of the show are some thank yous and good nights. Uh, that's the structure of the show. I think I established you don't really need to listen. You can listen. Or you can kind of passively listen or, or, you know, kind of view me as like, you know, mild, you know, like a neutral noise. But if you need to listen, I'm going to be here till the very end because I've been there. And I've been there when I just needed something to distract me while I fell asleep. I've been there when I couldn't sleep and I just wanted a friend in the deep dark night to keep me company for a few hours. And more recently, I've just been there when I just wake up mysteriously. I don't even have to go. And I say, oh, uh, and I've needed a little bit of comfort and distraction. So if it's any of those or something I'm not mentioning, I'm here to help. Use the show. I guess my message is use the show as you wish. But if you just need it, if you're sleepless and you're just looking for some companionship, I'll be here uh, goofing around uh, to, you know, to, to, for an hour. And you can queue up episode after episode if you need it. So that's uh, the show. Oh, then, yeah, then there'll be a story. That's the structure of the show. You don't need to listen. Yeah, and also I guess this kind of goes into what I was saying. No pressure to fall asleep. That's why I'll be here about an hour. Fall asleep as you wish. Uh, just slowly drift away or let me slowly drift away with my helium brain.
Uh, but that's it. And I guess, like, I still haven't figured out that canvas waxing. While I was talking, I picked up another piece of canvas. Well, actually, uh, are old jeans canvas or is den- are denim and canvas different things? They are. Well, maybe we could do, do a word. What is it called? Minim- MVP, minimum viable product. Maybe I'll make use these denim jeans to, to prove if we could use a can make these denim jeans into a canvas tarp, wax it uh, to keep our uh, a safe place dry. Or I could just buy a tarp. You're right. What about a canvas waxed canvas one? What do they wax? Is it like a paraffin wax um, or something else? Because they just say can is can oh candles are made from wax. I was just about to ask that, and then my brain said, "You're kidding, right, Scoots? Don't ask that. I know the answer." Uh, can how about here's the thing? I'm not obviously I'm not in the waxing business or the wax sales, but you could say uh, with essence of if it doesn't have 100% beeswax, put a little bit in there and say with essence of beeswax. This safe place, watched over, we'll need something else other than watched over. That'll be temporary. That's another MVP, minimum viable pronoun. I don't know if that's a pronoun, though. Uh, Watched over, stretched above our safe place, shielding it, shielding, stretched above our safe, something, shielding it is a good word to write. Uh, uh, The finest... uh, uh, sun sun washed. I heard that term too recently. Uh, waxed canvas. Uh, so you know, here's a. Uh, this is totally unrelated too. If you have a bee, if you're in the honey business or the beeswax business, uh, you, you just let's just use my friend's mom's name, Ginny. Uh, Ginny's honey. It's the bee's knees. Uh, how, how's that sound? Uh, Ginny's beeswax. It's the bee's knees. Or uh, what if it was a bomb, like a beeswax bomb? You'd say, uh, bomb and bee, the, be, this beeswax, you know, something like we'd wax the bee. I'm missing a part of it, but that's why I make a sleep podcast and I'm not like on uh, working with Don Draper. You'd say wax in the bee's knees since 1963s. So there you go. Wiggity wax in the bee's knees. No, we don't need that extra part, uh, teenage brain. E- anyway, I guess the main message is I'm here to help. Uh, the way I help is uh, basically screw- screwing around a little bit, horsing around. Thank you, Grandma Brain. And uh, to, to just keep you company, I, I want to be your friend in the deep dark night, your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your boar bud. I'm here to help. And the way I'm going to do it is uh, tell you a story. Take your mind off of stuff uh, with some friendly banter. You give it a few tries. See if it helps. But here's the thing. I really appreciate you checking the show out and coming by. And I want you to know I work very hard. And I strive and I yearn uh, to help you fall asleep. Thanks so much. Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, uh, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place uh, where you could set aside uh, whatever's keeping you awake, uh, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, 
uh, travel, you know, visitors, uh, like uh, changes in temperature, time, whatever the frick it is. Uh, even like, fr- like, uh, fr- like, uh, frick, I don't even know. I think frick is the thing. What's that stuff called? Oh, it's Crunch and Munch. <laughs> what that has to do? I was going to like, uh, first I pictured Watson and Crick. That was the first image that popped in my head. Then caramel corn. Uh, Crunch and Munch. There's another one. Uh, toffee, nut and toffee or something. Or maybe that's just a flavor of Crunch and Munch. Uh, isn't there another one? Nutty, nutty Buddy? Oh, that was my that was one of my, my imaginary best friends. Anyway, uh, if you're new, let me, let me get back to that Crunch and Munch discussion. If you're new here, uh, welcome to Sleep With Me podcast, which is sleep, believe it or not. It's a, uh, uh, let's see, what was I talking about? I'm going to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, uh, pointless meanders. I think you just caught a couple of them. Uh, uh, you, know, you know, when you put stuff in your garage or your, your uh, closet or whatever, attic or basement, and then you find it years later and you say, what the, what the heck is it? I bought it. Like, that's what my brain's like 24 seven. You say crunching much. I forgot all about that poppycock. That's the other one. I knew there was another one. Ooh, that's a tough one for great podcast words. Poppycock, uh, or crunching munch. Those are both, for, maybe those were, inv- they were both invented by sleep podcasters. How about we work poppycock back into the lexicon? I realize it's got that, you know, word at the end, but you picture like a caramel covered rooster anyway. Uh, but it's just so funny. Like, uh, I think it mostly, I picture someone with one of those as uh, like one of those eye spectacle things and, uh, a cigarette on a thing, like a holder. And they're saying, Oh, poppycock, usually aristocratic, of course. Uh, uh, but I'd like to see hear someone like Bill Burr or somebody say poppycock. You know, that's a load of poppycock. I don't know what poppycock is either. I'll have to look that up. Uh, I would assume, I guess it was uh, taken by this caramel corn company. And, and somehow my podcast intro, uh, by the way, uh, this podcast intro is sponsored by co- Toffee and Caramel Corn. Uh, get it? Well, I get you. Uh, toffee and Caramel Corn. Uh, uh, by a uh, poppycock, um, crunch and munch industries affiliated, uh, caramel corn. It's the corn for you. Uh, anyway, okay, I'm back. Uh, so if you're new, uh, my semi voice across the deep dark night, I'm here to keep you company in, in, in the evening. Uh, this is a podcast. I think you figured it out. You don't really need to listen to it. It's here. It's kind of like, uh, more engaging than noise. Ideally. But kind of like when you picture those people out, like listening to outer space and they like hear a noise, they say, what the heck was that? Was that just a static? Uh, was that just a random space noise or was that something? Did Scoot say something that made any sense or was it total? Uh, was that just gobbledygook? There you go. There's another one. Uh, let's like, uh, hey, uh, what's the one with the kid on the front from uh, the 1950s? Uh, Chuck and Chuck and Barrel. What was that one called? Uh, Oh, Cracker Jack. How about that? Uh, gobbledygook. Because sometimes if you like, it can make you like it's the best kind of gobbledygook. Uh, the newest caramel corn in our caramel corn family. Caramel corn industry affiliated. Uh, 
I'm here to introduce gobbledygook. Uh, but so I'm going to, like, you don't need to listen to me because I'm here to, and, I, and also you, you shouldn't feel any pressure to fall asleep. Uh, I'm not even here really to put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. I'll be here at least an hour. So take your time. And even take your time getting to know the podcast. If you look, I don't know, on Apple Podcasts, like, we're lucky enough to have, like, a thousand-something reviews, maybe even more, like, 1,400 or something that people have taken the time to write. And I really appreciate that. And almost all of them, well, no, not not all. Yeah, I'd say almost all of them. The majority of them, I say the first couple times, I didn't know what I was listening to. And then I kind of started falling asleep. There's some people on both other ends that say I started falling asleep right away. And then there's people on the other end that said, well, I immediately loathed this thing and this person that make make it. And that's fine. That's, uh, but in the middle there, a lot of people said it took two or three times to get used to this because it is different. It's a little bit strange. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's a load of poppycock and gobbledygook. Uh, and something's been crunching and munching in my gray matter. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so so podcast you don't need to listen to. Sleep podcast that isn't here to pressure you or even put you to sleep. I'm here to accompany you across the threshold from wake to sleep into the arms of Morpheus. And if Morpheus is crunching on anything, it'll be our new silent version of gobbledygook. Uh, it, ha- it has the munch, but it doesn't have the crunch. Uh, we're still working. I mean, we're working on some of this stuff. Uh, okay, so if you're new, those are the two things I think I needed to cover. Uh, I don't know why I started thinking of crunch and munch. I mean, and I'm sorry I did to bring this up. And, and then once my brain gets stuck uh, on uh, something so sticky like these things. Uh, but I guess we could talk about poppycock. Uh, out of all those words, I don't know, crunch and munch uh, sounds pretty good. And, but, but poppycock, uh, I guess, like, was poppycock like a kind of rooster that aristocrats used to have? Uh, or a rooster that you would dress if you're aristocrat, uh, aristocrat, uh, obviously an aristocrat and a poppy, a poppycock or a rooster probably wouldn't get along too well. Uh, but, uh, I guess like, you know, I guess that was like the early stages of Instagram in the 18 aughts or whatever. They'd say, yep. Yeah, uh, they'd say, uh, what I don't think Jones is a very aristocratic name, but let's just say it is, uh, Monsieur Jones, uh, yeah, like, uh, did you dress up your chicken again? Oh, yes, no, it's a rooster, dear, dear, dear Jeeves. Uh, and yes, I dressed it up for Halloween. Uh, come by the house and see, old poppycock. Uh, and then they'd be at the party and say, like, just like Instagram, they say, holy cow, like, mother, mother, what's that, mother? Well, I, I, we've got to get a poppycock of our own. Well, no house today is, uh, you know, you can't say you live in the Gilded Age without your own poppycock. Uh, you say, okay, what? You say, yeah, oh, uh, it's it's a rooster, uh, like an elegant rooster dressed up as a, well, this year we dressed up, dressed up poppycock up as a kitty cat. Uh, it's so funny. You look at it. It, uh, it doesn't look anything like a cat, but it does. It's still cute. I mean, when I get off of here, I'm going to Google what poppycock is. I'll probably be embarrassed. It'll be some friggin' offensive thing. And I say, darn, you got to re-record an intro. Also, uh, this is a, like a general Star Trek issue. 
that I've never Googled before. But I do talk about like, and also I don't even, not even positive what colloquial, colloquialism means. Uh, but they say, you know, when they say things like bottom of the ninth, uh, knock it out of the park, poppycock would be another one that I would like to hear on a Star Trek. I, I'm trying to think uh, who would, I couldn't hear Lorca saying this is poppycock, but I think he probably will when he finds out that we're probably not going to be doing any more Discovery episodes. You know, maybe down the road when they're on a, um, a more mainstream streaming service that uh, has a, like a wider uh, acceptance rate, rate. And I know how this is. And then I say, okay, this season really did pay off. And Lorcan might say, well, that's a bunch of poppycock. I say, well, I'm sorry about that, uh, uh, Gabri- Gab- Gabrielle. That's kind of an aristocratic name, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, and he said, well, that's a load of poppy. I say, well, it's a, like I'm a load of gobbledygook. So, like, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, so, anyway, whatever poppycock means, I'll just apologize for not knowing. Other than picture, I mean, it means that we know what it means. Uh, it means that value in caramel corn. Uh, we've taken, maybe that is, maybe it's a, like, what do you call that when your company has three strategies? Like, you have your, what's the first one called? Cracker Jack. That comes with a, uh, a toy in giant quotes, a friggin' uh, tattoo, like a like one tattoo or one sticker nowadays. And then you have a crunch and munch, uh, which uh, like uh, th- that's uh, more of a mainstream Cracker Jack, more for kids. And like Cracker Jack's a little bit more on the caramel, like crunch and munch is definitely more on the toffee side. And then I guess on the high end, you got poppycock, which probably has like a, like almonds or something in there. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe that's something I just dreamed of. Uh, they say, well, one day, I, what are you planning on doing when you grow up, Scoots? Well, I'm, I'm been, you know, naming uh, snack products. Uh, gobbledygook, no takers on that one, but I'm pretty sure I sold poppycock. Uh, I'm I'm 99% positive that's the name for caramel corn now, but I don't know what it means. So anyway, if you are a linguist, uh, you know, all I'm glad you're here. Uh, I hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, whether you're not, whether you're, whether you're a caramel corn enthusiast or not, sorry. Uh, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm just here to, uh, get confused in for your amusement, uh, your mild, mild amusement. In reality, I'm really here to take your mind off stuff because I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. I know what a hassle it is to be tossing and turning, to wake up in the middle of the night, uh, to not be able to fall back asleep. Uh, I've been there, and I want to help, and this is just a way I attempt to help. Uh, so I hope this podcast can work for you. I appreciate you testing it out. Uh, thank you for coming by. I work hard, and I yearn to help you fall asleep. All right, let's keep this show going.